coming up on today's episode of the Hey Girlfriend podcast. And so I'm not tolerating the insecure man again because I find that men that have like trust issues and just insecurities and whatnot or afraid that I'm always doing something, always being accused of cheating. Men that act like that, I feel like they typically are the ones that cheat. They're the ones that's cheating because they feel like you're already doing it. Or they're trying to lighten the blow of you possibly leaving and hurting them. So, therefore, they have to find some kind of other supply to, to soothe them. Because they don't know how to self-soothe. So, they look for it in other women because they're insecure. Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? When you're going through something, sometimes it helps to know that there's someone out there that understands you and what you're actually going through. It makes the healing journey a little easier. The creator of the I've Been That Girl social media community that currently has a growing number of followers and dearly known as girlfriends brings to you the Hey Girlfriend podcast. Tune in every Thursday to hear conversations that are honest, vulnerable, empathetic, and relatable hosted by author and mindset and intuitive coach Kendall D. These conversations are sure to empower you with more clarity and understanding about your own healing journey. Every episode will include Kendall sharing intimate parts of her personal healing journey, from surviving toxic relationships to healing trauma to unlearning old conditioning and thinking patterns. Consider yourself now having a friend by your side that just gets you. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, girlfriends. Welcome back to the Hey, Girlfriend podcast. I'm your host, mindset and intuitive coach, Kendall D. So let's get into it today we talking about how basically you should have a set of non-negotiables when dating and separate that from your preferences and I'll explain more but that's the gist of it it's basically yes men don't have to be perfect you're not going to find a perfect partner but there should be a list of things that are just a non-negotiable for you. Meaning that you won't tolerate, you know, not having these things. You need these things in order to have a relationship or connection with someone. Meaning that some of the preferences means they may not meet some of your... They may be imperfect when you're thinking about, like, the preferences. Like, maybe if they their height or their weight or what kind of clothes they wear what kind of shoes they wear, you know, how their head is shaped. I can go on and on. There can be considered preferences. And the meaning and why they consider preferences because they can change. Non-negotiables, no change. That means this is what I need. So a preference is something that can basically change over time. Not saying that you have to force the change out of them because you shouldn't be doing that. You should be able to accept them for who they are right now. And who they're showing you right now. But simple things like 
hey, you know, why don't we go shirt shopping? You know, if you don't like their clothes. Or, hey, babe, look, I picked you up this shirt. Thought you may like it. Little things like that you can change. You can't change someone's character is what I'm saying. So, some things you just can't be so picky about. I'm just be honest because you're not going to find a perfect person. It's just not. You're going to get majority of what you want, but it's always going to be a little something, something that you have to work on. And that's okay. Because you yourself, you're not perfect either. Like once I started realizing like, okay, I'm not perfect myself. I got things that I have to work on. I want someone to accept me all of, for all of who I am and not look for me to be perfect. You know, I don't want someone to look at me and criticize me because maybe I got cellulite or maybe because, you know, I like wearing graphic tees or because sometimes I wear weeds and I don't wear my natural hair, you know, stuff like that. I don't want someone to judge me for those things because those things will change. Sometimes I dress it up. Sometimes I may have my natural hair like I do today. Sometimes I may wear big hoops. Sometimes I may not. You know, simple stuff like that. I don't want someone to judge me on who I am as a person. I want them to accept me. So you have to be accepting of some of, you know, someone that's not perfect per se. So, but these are some non-negotiables that I had myself after I had gone through my my 20s, basically, in toxic relationships these are all of my non-negotiables that I compiled. And I called it, the men don't have to be perfect, but they, but I absolutely want to tolerate a man as my partner that blank. I got that from someone on TikTok, honestly. She had her list and she named it as that men don't have to be perfect, but they, but I won't tolerate this. I don't remember who it was and forgive me, but... I made up the list myself. This is my own list. My list is a little different than hers. Because every list is going to be different. So I want you to listen to mine. And then think about your own. You may like some of mine and decide to put them on your list as well. But every woman that's dating and looking for a partner. Should have a list of non-negotiables. Stuff that you are just not going to settle for and settle on. Okay. So here we go. Here go mine. Number one. I will not tolerate a man that does not communicate. I will not tolerate a man that stonewalls me instead of actually trying to talk to me and talk it out. I'm not tolerating the silent treatment. I'm not tolerating where I feel like I got to walk on eggshells because you won't talk to me. You won't give me an answer about what's wrong, what I did. I'm not playing the guessing games. I'm not doing that with you. We, we should be able to talk like adults and talk it out. So that is a non-negotiable Basically, you have to be able to communicate with me. You have to be able to willing. You have to be willing and able to actually talk through conflicts because the thing is, conflicts are gonna arise. Disagreements are gonna arise in any connection, any relationship you're trying to have. But it's all in how you actually work through that and talk it out. So that's important to me. Being able to talk shit out. It may be tough. It may be hard to do. It may be challenging to do. It may give you this flight, fight or flight response. Like you just want to say, fuck all this and just walk away. It, it might bring up that. But it is important to have someone that is willing and ready to talk through that. Because coming from my past and my relationships, talking things out was a no-no. It's like whenever I brought up anything, it was... You know, it broke the connection. It made the connection fall apart. 
it made them go off on me, get mad at me, gaslight me, because it's like, why are you bringing up this? Why are we talking about this? It's like I was just supposed to shut up and just take whatever they were giving me. So, yeah, not tolerating that. That's something that was on my list that I was like, that's a turnoff to me. Like, I don't care how much I liked you in the beginning. I don't care how cute I thought you was. I don't care how much attention you was once giving me. If you act like you can't communicate and talk through things, if I feel like that I am bothering you when I bring something to your attention, then no, rap. It's a rap. We can't. It ain't gonna work. <laughs> Number two, I'm not tolerating man that's insecure. Nope. Never again. Never again. And they had it sometimes. Men tend to have the insecurities behind, like, I don't know, just bragging, acting like they're all that. Or acting like, you know, they're perfect. Or acting like, talking about how they was in the back in the day. And, you know, a lot of these men that come off controlling or come off as, um, basically, like, they want to control you and what you do, what you go, what you wear. That's insecurities. That's an insecure man. And they they try to act like that's not it because they feel some men feel like being controlling is what being a man is all about. And I've noticed that that's why they call people like Russell Wilson a simp because of how he treats Sierra. Because of how he is not the controlling type. Some men really truly believe that that's what makes a man a man. It's how much you can control someone and control a woman and get her to do whatever you need her to do for you. He ain't with that. He's actually loving to his woman. And so I'm not tolerating the insecure man again. Because I find that men that have like trust issues and just insecurities and whatnot or afraid that I'm always doing something, always being accused of cheating. Men that act like that, I feel like they typically are the ones that cheat. They're the ones that's cheating because they feel like you're already doing it. Or they're trying to lighten the blow of you possibly leaving and hurting them. So, therefore, they have to find some kind of other supply to, to soothe them. Because they don't know how to self-soothe. So, they look for it in other women because they're insecure. And it's like they also can be physically abusive. I've been through all of that. Like, both of my toxic exes were very insecure. Had a lot of abandonment wounds. Had a lot of trust issues. Had a lot of trauma that was unhealed and unnoticed and little old me thought that I could heal all that that I could change their mind that if they just seen that I'm a good woman then they can you know relax and realize that I'm safe and maybe it could have worked that way that's something I've also thought about like maybe it could have worked out like maybe they just needed like a different emotional experience to show them that they can let their guard down but they did not do that. So it's like, I just rather not deal with that. So I'm like, you got to be secure because I'm going to live my life. I have, to, love is not that obsessiveness and that, you know, trying to control someone. That's not love. Love is freedom. So when I'm with you, I need to feel like I am free to be and do me. And I also want you to feel like you're free to be and do you as well. So we're both having you know, an individual experience. And we're also having a collective one as well. Meaning that I'm living my life doing me. And I'm not worried about, 
you not trusting me or having to be guilt trip whenever I want to go out or being told what I can and can't wear, where I can and can't go. You know, that is control. And I hated feeling like that. I'm never, I said I would never deal with a man that's insecure. And you can tell in the beginning if they are like that. You can just kind of sense it. And so that's why it's important to, you know, pay attention to that in the beginning. And one of the big signs that I noticed in the beginning of a man that is possibly going to be insecure is how they kind of talk to you and how they do with your boundaries you know you can kind of sense and feel feel the insecurity in them or feel the abandonment wounds whatever it is that's unhealed you can kind of sense it and how they act if they're like you know basically telling you already that um uh, how can they do I'm trying to think how they do it so it's like because it's yeah i'm sorry it's hard to explain it because it's like it's an intuition thing for me it's always been an intuition thing where i can just sniff it out and tell like yep nope and i'm trying to think like one of the main things i feel is like when they act fake jealous well it's not really fake it probably be real but they'll kind of act like you know who you getting cute for who you getting dressed up for some may be trying to do it for flirting wise but some of them i feel like it's in a little a little insecure like they're a little afraid that you're gonna hurt them so they're trying to like you know control you a little bit in the beginning to be like you know what you doing all that for where, where how are you dressing like that for are you wearing it or you know little stuff like that you pick up on and the boundaries things when they feel like when you feel like if you say no they're gonna like run or they're gonna, you know, or they're just gonna not like your boundaries and start to kind of pull away and detach. And then, and then, in the same time, while they're doing it, they're, they're eventually will come back around. So it's like they become inconsistent. And so when they're being inconsistent, like kind of hot and cold with you, back and forth with you, it's like they're trying to some kind of way soothe the feelings that are coming up or whatever it is they're doing. And it's like I'm not playing that game with you, like. I'm not playing these inconsistent, insecure ass games. So no, he gotta, he cannot have trust issues. He cannot be controlling. He cannot be insecure. It's not my problem or my job to soothe or fix that in the man. And I used to make that my job to fix. It's not. And it's like I'm not gonna be told how to dress. I'm not gonna be told where I can and cannot go. Nor will I be constantly questioned when I know I didn't do anything. So mm, no. Number three, someone that gaslights like me. I'm not tolerating it. I'm not tolerating anyone that basically flips things back around on me or makes me feel like I'm crazy for what I'm bringing up, you know? Just hear it out because my feelings are valid. And it's like, I need whoever, I told myself this when I was dating, like I need whoever I'm dating to be acquainted with self-accountability and self-awareness and disagreements can't be solved if you're only seeing how I'm the problem or if you flip everything back on me when I bring up a concern. So with that being said, it's like I'm bringing up a concern because we need to work it out. Not because, you know, I'm trying to come down on you or I'm trying to complain. And if you see it as that, it's like, no, someone that gaslights me and trying to make me feel like I'm crazy. I'm not going to be made to feel like I'm crazy again. I dealt with this, so I'm like, no. Not doing it. That's definitely a non-negotiable for me. Another non-negotiable for me. 
Men don't have to be perfect, but I will not tolerate a man that is not romantic or loving. Like, just know, after dealing with the men in my past that were basically so inconsistent or act like they had a hard time just showing up for me or just act like they couldn't be loving, was emotionally unavailable, or so in and out, up and down, like one minute they're acting like they love me, next minute they're not not being romantic, not planning nice things for like my birthday or just because things, not doing or saying nice things for me. I'm I'm not like I'm not tolerating that super laid back, too cool for school type of guy that feel like they're too cool to, you know, show how much they love their woman. No. I'm not doing that attitude. Like I realized I wasn't asking for too much to be treated with love, care and concern and to be romantic and to be to be romantic, not romantic, has to be, you know, have romantic things done for me is what I'm trying to say. And to be just thought of and treated like I'm special. Like, they used to try to make me feel like I was insecure for asking for those things. That's gaslighting, once again. Like, me just asking for simple things like that. It was like it was too much for them to do. So, now, to me, when I started dating, looking for a healthier partner and things that I knew I wasn't tolerating again... That was one of the big main things. It's like, I got to feel like that you happy to have me. And that you're not too scared to show your emotions for me. You got to you gotta be able to, to show me how you feel about me. And this is the small, it can be smaller acts of just anything. Like on my first date with my husband, who I'm married to now, it was the simple things that made me feel like that he would always show me like he care about me just pulling out my chair like easily it wasn't like it was something like oh like he was trying to force to do I could just feel like it was just something that he does but he still does it to this day and it's been what seven eight years it'd be eight years this year pulls out my chair you know for me to sit down and he st stands and waits for me to sit down he took my to-go um my to-go container out I had leftover food and he just you know graduated me having to ask and carried it out for me. Just simple stuff like that. And he still does it to this day. Just simple things like that. Just always showing. I'm. You know. Like you care. Like you're not afraid to. Be that man for me. <laughs> I need you to act like. You give a damn. Not like you're too cool for school. You're too afraid to be. Loving. You know. None of that fear shit. If you. If you're afraid to fall. If you're afraid to be in love. If you're afraid to show. To show your emotions. If you're afraid to share your emotions. If you're afraid to just you know fall then i'm not it i'm not for you and you're not for me and it's like nope i'm not going to pull that out of a man anymore non-negotiable definitely not doing it uh -uh. number five this kind of goes with number four but i'm not dealing with a man that is emotionally unavailable and the things that i wanted to, the thing i wanted to add to this one is that i need him to be emotionally intelligent and emotionally stable no emotion, emotional manipulation and no mental abuse. None of that trying to play with my mind shit, playing mind games with me. None of that inconsistent shit back and forth with me. None of that. Just be emotionally intelligent enough to have a conversation with me about feelings and emotions. And and know and be self-aware of how you treat others and how you treat me. That's a big one. Something I want to add to that to number five actually before I move on to number six is that when I was back in the day when I was dating these guys 
I didn't really realize they were emotionally unavailable or if I did, I thought that I could fix it out of them. I thought that I could be like their healer and, you know, bring things up to their attention that I see. I wanted to be like the only one that actually saw them, you know, that can help heal that. And I think a part of it was because I was trying to really be like picked. Like maybe I was, you could say I was a pick me. And so I was, I felt like I was manipulated into doing that because I was all about keeping them by enemies necessary and trying to keep them happy and not lose them. And then the whole time I was losing myself though. And so it's like, I was so concerned and focused on just keeping them that I like dived into their problems, dived into their insecurities. And I was trying to be that woman to fix it all, you know, but it's like, while you're dealing with someone like that, you're failing to realize that they can't love you, that they aren't loving you, that you're doing all the work. It's one-sided. They're essentially emotionally unavailable. And it's like, now you're here trying to pull all the emotions out of them, trying to get them to act right, trying to get them to love you right. And it's like, you're trying to heal them so that they can love you right. But it's like, while you're, while you're doing all that, you're doing nothing but losing yourself and you're not being loved correctly. And so I had to realize that that's why I said I would never tolerate a man again that has the trust issues, the insecurities, is emotionally unavailable, inconsistent, up and down, avoiding all of that. Nope, nope, nope. I need you to be up here with me. I'm ready to love. I need you to be ready to love too. Non-negotiable, baby. <laughs> Number six. This one is my personal one. It's up to you. If you feel like this is you or not. But number six is. I didn't want to tolerate a man again. That believes in gender roles very heavily. Like. I like a more egalitarian relationship. Where it's like. No one is really submitting. I'm not being submissive. We're both submitting to each other. For the betterment of the relationship. Whatever makes it work. Like our main goal is to make sure that no one is growing tired or pulling out of work so it's like a balance because it's not always going to be 50 50 sometimes it'll be 70 30 sometimes it'd be 90 10 even depending on the week depending on whatever is going on in our lives and so it's whatever is we it's whatever is needed to make it keep afloat and so for me i did not want to be another woman that fell into the gender roles or the misogynistic bullshit that men like to sometimes place on women like I'm not just here to be your cook I'm not here to be your maid I'm not here to be your appointment scheduler I'm not here to keep up with your doctor's appointments you're a grown man you need to be able to know how to clean up sometimes too because maybe I'm busy maybe I'm tired maybe I got a headache maybe I've had a long day at work maybe I just need your help clean up um wash your own clothes you know it's equal it's not like since I am the woman and I am the wife and you're going out to work that, oh, all you have to do is go work hard. You come home, your job is over and I'm doing everything else plus working. No, <laughs> that was a big no. Not tolerating any man that has that view. And it's some men out there that really view women like that. Like they view them as something like not someone to like or to really love deeply. They view them as someone to actually be in service for them. And I'm not doing that. And I tell women, it was someone I was coaching, and she didn't think she can find someone like that. And I'm like, 
No, you have to be really real about what it is you really want and set that standard and you will get it. That's something that I did right before we decided to move in together after a year of being together and dating and I had my own place. So after a year when my lease was up, you know, we decided to move in together. Or was it two years? I think it was t two years. Yeah, I think... I think it was about maybe a year or two. Something like that. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. The semantics don't matter here. But I remember right before, like I said, I came in with the unnegotiable. I was like, if we're going to do this, you still have to do your part and share. We're both working 40 hours a week. We're both working hard. We both have our own things. I'm not just a stay-at-home wife, a girlfriend at that point. So you can keep on washing your own clothes to help me out. Um, you know, if I'm cooking, you can clean the dish, the kitchen up and vice versa. Um, cause it's been sometimes where he has to be one to cooking cause I got off late from work. So he will cook the food. Now it's me cooking the food because I get off a little bit before him and I'm here all day cause I work from home so I can easily go in there and do it. Um, I hate folding my clothes. I wash my clothes, but I hate folding them. He will fold them for me. So it's like, you know, you get what I'm saying? It's an equalitarian. It's just not that pressure for me because I'm the wife and I'm the woman that I need to be doing everything plus working. It's not fair. And so I wasn't tolerating it. Non-negotiable. Definitely. So like I said, that's my personal thing. I would encourage women to look for something more on the equal level because you should not be getting in a relationship in a marriage just to do labor. You know, that's not fair and that's not healthy for you. It may seem like it's a labor of love in the beginning, but as the years roll by, you're going to find yourself growing tired of that. People be like, why, you know, people ain't married like grandma and grandpa was back in the day. Why are they still not married? Because they were tolerating that. And plus, I think a lot of women back in the day didn't really have jobs or stability to work. So the men will go out and work. And so, of course, the woman is at home. She's taking care of the home. Now, if you want to do that, if you want to have that arrangement where he's making the big bucks and you got to do nothing, you just sit at home. That's great. That's different. That's what I'm saying. It has to be to where it is just equal and no one is doing too much work and no one is growing tired. Even if she is at home doing all the work and you're working Sometimes come home, you got kids. It's okay for you to, like, hey, go get some rest. I got the kids for tonight. You know, I'm going to feed them and bathe them and help them with homework and stuff. Let the woman go off because she's been working all day at home. You know what I'm saying? As long as it's equal, I feel like I just want all women to feel good in their relationships and not feel like they're just there for labor because you're so much more than that. So that's my thing, but a small part of it, I hope it's y'all things. Don't, don't feel like you got to just be in a relationship just to be doing labor or in a marriage just to be doing labor no you don't have to have it that way number seven i'm absolutely not tolerating a man that has a short ass temper and goes off about everything i'm not the anger and shit i'm not men don't have to be perfect i get it it's okay to be angry and upset but a short temper to where i feel unsafe to where I feel like you're going off of me, yelling at me, and you can't have a decent conversation without snapping at me. No, I'm not going to feel unsafe in my relationship. It's a non-negotiable because I'm just not dealing with it. Like all the the punching walls and talking to me crazy and and no, not tolerating it. Not that's that's scary, and I feel like 
that can oftentimes lead to physical abuse or it's it's damn near physical abuse like one minute you're punching a wall the next minute you may be punching me learn to regulate and control your emotions it's okay to have anger it's okay to get upset in a, in a relationship i'm not saying that like i said you don't have to be perfect it's okay to be upset it's okay to be angry but you can learn how to self-regulate to where you're not using me as like a quote-unquote punching bag or going off on me no not gonna happen so all of those were my things that i was using basically when i was dating and looking for a partner I'll be honest, I didn't quite really know how to navigate dating, really. But I was trying to use these tools because these are things that I knew for sure that I was intolerating again. I knew for sure that I wanted a free relationship. I wanted to feel good in it. I didn't want to feel like that I was just there trying to, you know, love them into loving me. So I didn't want to lose myself in that again. And so it was very important that I had these non-negotiables that I listed. It was very important to have these things. And all the other stuff, some other things came with it eventually. And I added, of course, to the list. But it's like, that was the main thing when I was dating. It's like, I'm not tolerating it. And you have to have that type of attitude about what you're not going to tolerate, what your non-negotiables are, so that you won't get sucked into something and get caught up with someone that is displaying all the things that are harmful to you that you don't really want and don't really meet your standards. You don't want to get caught up and sucked into that because once you're in too deep in that, it's hard to come out of it. And so it's like you have to go in with the mindset already of a list of things that are your non-negotiables and what you are looking for before you attach to someone. Don't attach this based off of how cute they look or how tall they are or how they're how well they dress or how they're love bombing you and how they're gassing you up giving you all these compliments and how they're spoiling you and taking you out on dates and stuff all that's cute and stuff all that's just the icing that's that's nice those are nice things don't get me wrong but i need to know also what's going on on the inside of you i need to know how you're going to actually treat me how well do you do in communication how well do you do in disagreements you know I need to know those things. That's a non-negotiable. In order for a long-lasting relationship to work for me, I need to know these things. And so, when I went in dating, I went in detached. Because I'm like, let me look and check for these things first before I attach to you. And so, that's all I'm saying is make your list. And remember, it's a difference between non-negotiables and preferences, okay? And what I also want to add to this is that, y'all, don't rush being in a relationship. That's something that I really want to add into. When you're making this list of non-negotiables and you're maybe finding yourself adding to it or you're making a list of standards, you your standards and non-negotiables, I feel, will change as you age and you have more wisdom and you date more and you see more of what you do not want and more of what you do want. And you can add to the list. For me, I didn't know any of this shit in my 20s. I didn't learn any of this until like 29 going into my 30s. And when I started dating, I started, you know, picking up on things and realizing what I definitely want and what I definitely don't want. And so all I want to say is like, I'm glad I waited. I'm glad I didn't get what I thought I wanted then because I wasn't ready for it. I feel like if I would have gotten married in my 20s to either one of them exes or someone like them, I would be basically unhappy as fuck right now. And when I say that, I mean it because it's like, I didn't know that I didn't have to settle. I thought that I had to be like a woman of labor, basically. I thought that I, I was falling to the misogynistic 
type of standards of like, you know, I got to make sure that I keep my man happy. I got to make sure that I'm doing this and that. I got to make sure that I'm, you know, like, it, it was just, it would just be, no. It just wouldn't be good for me, is how I'm saying it. Because it's like, I feel like that I would be unhappy dealing with that. And I feel like a part of me felt like that I had to. And I guess what's made by I saw my mom dealing with it. I saw my mom, like, basically fall into that role. And she seemed unhappy, but she stayed in that role. She seemed unhappy with, you know, being controlled. Um, possibly having my dad cheat on her. And feeling like she still had to have food on the table. And keep the house clean. Keep the house going. Keep the kids. Keep us, you know, going. Like, she still did all of that. But she was unhappy as hell, but stayed married. And it's like... I don't, I did not want that. And at first I thought that it was all I could get. But I had to open my mind up to realize that I don't have to settle for that. Like I've never seen a relationship like that. But I knew that I had been through it. And I didn't want something like that again. Like all I felt, especially my first toxic relationship um, to John. Which y'all can check out my YouTube um, series Toxic. Um, check that out as well. That talks about their relationship in the book right here. Toxic X Chronicles John, which you can get on my link. I've been girl.net. But yeah, I realized as I aged and I gained the wisdom from life and just growing and going through things, I realized that that wisdom helped me to have better standards, have better non-negotiables, and just want better, you know, because I was better and my self-esteem, you know, grew. And with my self-esteem growing, I realized that I don't want the same things that I thought I wanted back then. And so, yes, I didn't marry to like 36. Later in life, I didn't meet my partner to like, what, 29, going on 30. And I'm actually glad I did. I'm actually glad it went that way in this way because it's like... I'm happy in this space. I feel fulfilled in this space. I feel... I feel... Free. If that makes sense. I feel free, but I also feel like... It's a healthy connection, so I feel free to be me. And just... Yeah. It's good. So I'm telling you. You may not quite know exactly what your non-negotiables are, what you really want. Because maybe you've never gotten it. But take your time. Take your time with that. Take your time with adding to that list. Because when you fall into a connection with someone, you want it to be right. Okay? You you don't want it to be another traumatic experience or another traumatic breakup. So take your time. Okay? So, that's all I got for this podcast episode, girlfriends. Until the next one. Peace out.